listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. I'm your host, writer and well-being therapist, Fiona O'Farrell. Today, we're going to be tackling a big subject. Why we're hardwired to worry and what we can do about it. Everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I have been wanting to start a podcast for a really, really long time. Um, there are so many things that are happening in the modern age that are very overwhelming for us poor humans. And um, there's a, a huge plague of anxiety that um, we all think is individual to us. You know, when you suffer from anxiety or from worry, you feel like you're the only person in the world that's suffering. But let me tell you, it is a worldwide phenomenon. There is not one human being on this planet that isn't paralyzed by fear to some degree. Um, And I was at a really interesting um, workshop over the weekend. Um, It was run by a Jungian psychologist, um, Jasbinder. Um, And she was raising some really interesting points, points that I knew, but that... to hear it coming from a psychologist made it very real and very um, just comforting. Um, we've all heard of our lizard brain, you know, that, that very primal part of our brain that um, was there since the origin of time. And it's called the lizard brain. It's actually referred to um, as the limbic system by psychologists and uh, doctors and neuro folk. But it's our primal part of the brain that was there purely for instinct, purely for survival. So if you think back to when we were prehistoric man, you know, the world was very, very different. We were very, very different. Um, The world was very threatening. We purely lived for survival. There was a lot of predators and um, we always had to live on the edge of fear. We were living on the knife edge of survival. Where would we get our food from? Would we be attacked? Would we survive the night? Could we find shelter? Um, You know, and those are very, very deep primal instincts for survival and they come from this limbic system this this part of the brain that is just keeps us hardwired for survival um we're all familiar with the fight or flight you know it's a a term that's used you know a lot when we talk about stress we talk about the fight or flight system and it's that system that comes from this limbic system of you know reacting before we even realize what we're reacting to in this very primal fight or flight reaction so if something threatens our safety or our well-being automatically before we even realize we've kicked off the fight or flight response and it's a very primal response it's it's it pumps the body up in to respond to the threat by either fighting or flighting running away um, and it's it's a very physically overwhelming feeling you know that that feeling of being panicked feeling that your safety is under threat um, and it's quite silent you know there's there's so many times during the day that we trigger a stress response like that you know outside we look normal but inside our bodies are really panicked our heart is racing our blood pressure goes up our lungs are primed our muscles are primed everything's ready to either run away or fight in face of the threat and it's very natural and it's very normal. It's instinctual. It's how we're 
you know, we're creatures of the world. All animals have this ability to react as on almost a reflex to threat to, to their survival. Um, so when we look at it from a biological point of view, it's a very important part of our existence. You know, it's how we've managed to stay on the planet, this ability to instinctually react to threats in our environment and to be alert to dangers and to respond to them quicker than we can even consciously realize. So we can, you know, run away when we're faced with um, a predator who emerges from the forest or we can, we're ready, we're stronger, we're ready to attack when there is a a battle that happens. Um, And that was necessary back in ye olde times. And it's good to know, you know, that that is part of you. It's a necessary part of you. It's, you know, it, it thank thank your body, thank your brain for it being here. But the problem is we have evolved now into a world that's considerably less physically threatening. There are much fewer physical threats to our safety, to our survival, to our we, you know, we have access to food, we have access to shelter, we don't have the same predator threats, we don't have the same uh, threats between each other, between clans, between other humans. Um, obviously, there's pockets of, you know, extreme turmoil going on in the world that, you know, that, that is still very much active. But for the majority of us, we live in a very safe world. But very few of us feel safe. And why is that? It's really interesting to watch how um, our limbic systems, our our reptile brains are being triggered on an ongoing basis and how that becomes then an almost habitual way of thinking. We now know that we used to think in not too distant medical past that our brains were very much fixed when they when the neural pathways developed our ways of thinking that they were very much fixed and you know if you were a worrier or a somebody who was prone to react a certain way that was just the way your brain was built but now thankfully we've realized that the brain is very plastic it's very malleable it's it's the ability for the brain to change thought processes is there so no longer do we need to live in a prison of our thinking. If we are somebody who is somebody who worries an awful lot, somebody who fears a lot, somebody who has anxieties or phobias or, you know, constant feeling of uneasiness, there is a way out of that prison. There is a way outside of that. Um, and once we realize that it's purely from our pattern instincts becoming very, very habitual and we sense a, a a threat to our well-being and now nowadays that can be anything it can be from having to slam on your brakes in the car to watching a disturbing news story to hearing something on the radio that was upsetting to having a strange interaction with somebody in a shop you know they give you a funny look and you feel uneasy you know all of these things will trigger the very same fight or flight response to a tiger jumping out of the forest or you know your camp being attacked so they're they're unnecessary large responses to what are now less threatening threats so the issue then arises is how do we retrain our brain so that we can grab onto that instinct and teach us that no you, that's not a threat that's not the same level of risk to what your body is your body and your mind are perceiving 
Um, and I've been studying um, the work of um, Pema Condren for a while. She's an amazing Buddhist monk. Um, I recommend anybody to read her books. And she has this really lovely phrase that she's been taught by her teachers. It's the, the f- term Shenpa. And Shenpa is that, it's very hard to tra- translate, but it's that entanglement and that hook that a fear and a worry has when it triggers that response. So if you have a fear or an anxiety that is a repeated thing in you, so say for instance you're somebody who is nervous of being burgled and you're lying in bed at night and you hear a noise and immediately it triggers off this patterned thought process. I call it the runaway freight train of anxiety. It goes zooming down the route that it's used to. You go from hearing the noise to in a split second being convinced that there's somebody trying to break in and your safety is at risk. And um, that Pema would, Pema Condren would term that as the Shenpa. That is the hook that triggers the response that we're used to triggering. And it's not real, you know. 99.9% of the time, your safety is not under threat. However, our limbic system can't differentiate between uh, percentages and ratios. And it simply is, there's a noise. I think we're being burgled. Alert, alert, alert. So that hook, that entanglement that triggers off this massive stress response within the body and the mind, once that freight train is gone, it's very hard to pull it back. So what we need to do is start to being aware of our hooks, start to be aware of where we have Shenpa, what are our triggers, what are the things that make us feel nervous, feel uneasy, feel scared, feel sad. And once we start to notice those hooks, we can take a split second to pause and be aware and start to watch how that hook suddenly takes over. And the gift in that pause will start to build a new neural pathway, a new thought process that is different to the usual freight train. That's really important because we're habitual thinkers. We think in habits. So when we're used to thinking in a panic form and it becomes, you know, it proliferates, you know, it's like watering the weeds. We got used to using the same neural pathway, the same worry triggers. Then every time we hear a noise, we're immediately falling back into our panic mode again. So if we can notice that, oh, I'm triggered, there's a noise. Pause. Breathe. And observe that thought, observe that hook, see how it's operating in your thought processes. And gradually over time, you're going to give yourself some distance. Now, actually, sometimes it can happen quite fast, you know, after one or two times of noticing a trigger, you start to build a new neural pathway. But let's give it the respect of time. You know, you've been using a neural pathway that's been in place for your entire life. So Rome was not built in a day. We will build a new path, but it won't be as established for a little while until we habitually use that new path. So giving yourself that pause when you notice a trigger, when you notice something that is kicking off a red alert, when it's setting off that shenpa, that entanglement feeling, we pause, we breathe, and we observe. Now, as that becomes a bit of a habit, then we can build something else in, which is a little bit more difficult, but it's choosing a different thought. 
but initially let's just take that little window of opportunity to notice our triggers and to pause in them just sit in them um, Pema mentions that we when we notice a hook we traditionally will grab the kerosene and pour it all over the little spark and create a massive wildfire in the matter of a split second so we're automatically hearing a noise that is non-threatening it's probably the dishwasher turning on to being possessed with a fear and a terror to our safety that we're convinced that there is an axe murderer about to come into the room and that level of panic the heart is racing the mind can't think straight we have lost the freight train that's enormously stressful for the body but it's a habit so if we can give ourselves the opportunity to before we pour the kerosene onto the spark pause Give your brain a chance to breathe. Give yourself a moment and not to think of another solution and not to talk yourself out of it, just to pause in that feeling. Be aware of the hook. Be aware of the shenpa. Be aware of the entanglement. Be aware of how we habitually tend to go down the same thought processes for triggers that we're used to feeling fearful from. And there's an enormous gift in that. You'll notice actually how often you're triggered throughout the day. Um, you know, there, there's an awful lot of triggering going on. There's a lot of media manipulation. We're being brought up in fear. Everything is being blown out of proportion. We're taught to look at the world as a very threatening place. It's actually not. It's an incredibly safe place. We're very lucky to be humans on this planet at this time. However, the media would like us to think differently. Now, you know, the reasons for that... You know, keeps us very docile, very uh, well behaved, but that's a different podcast altogether. But I want you to be aware of kind of how we disproportion fear onto elements of life that are, a, number one, non-existent, or number two, not really relevant to our existence and our own safety. Giving yourself that moment of time when you're triggered to pause and breathe, that gives time for the flowers to grow instead of the weeds. And gradually over time, you're going to notice that the garden of your mind looks very different. You will have new neural pathways. You'll have new roads to take. You'll have different ways of thinking. And that's a huge gift. There is a tendency when we feel fearful to just want to switch it off, turn it off, run away. You know, turn to something else, go to the distraction, you know, grab the glass of wine, the bit of chocolate, you know, anything to take our mind out of the subject. Whereas if we just sit in it, Put our awareness on that trigger, on that hook, and give our our brains a chance to just breathe. Build a new neural pathway. Build a new way of thinking. Then we have another road to go down. So the next time we hear a noise at night, we're going to go, Ooh, is that a burglar or is that the dishwasher? And you're giving your brain a nanosecond of a breather to choose whether to go down the limbic system, fight or flight reaction, or to accept the reality that that's just a noise in my house. So it's really interesting when I started doing this work and how I noticed how often my shenpa, my my triggers were um, set on fire. It's It's unconscious almost. It's such a consistent thing. If we're hearing the radio, we're hearing bad news or we hear people talking or we have a bad experience in a shop or anything like that, how often that, that fight or flight system is triggered. 
And actually, when we just observe every situation with a little bit of distance, we notice how we think in an automatic way. So let's give our brains or let's give our, our well-being, let's give our souls another route to take, several routes to take by building brand new neural pathways. So make this a habit, you know, that, that strong neural pathways you have of thinking the same way. They've been built, as I said, they're very strong. But let's give the brain a chance to build some new neural pathways. So commit to this. Give yourself a month of thinking in a different way, of observing life in a different way. And you're going to be amazed at how different your world looks when you have lots of new paths to take. So there you go. There's my first podcast. I hope it was helpful for everybody. Um, I want to cover lots of subjects. Um, anxiety, mental health, well-being, they're huge passions of mine. And I think we're at the cusp of a, a new evolution for our human our human species, so um, we can grab it by the scruff of the neck and jump right in. I shall talk to you all soon. Thanks for joining me. If you'd like to get in contact, check out fionofarrelacupuncture.com or the Set Yourself Free Facebook page.